2: Welcome to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. You got to laugh, right, at the absurdity of what is going on. I'm just so glad I get to spend this time with you guys every night. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Welcome, Thank Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It is Friday Eve. We are rolling into the weekend. Not as though we have any time off. Those of us uh, in the media having to try to stay up on top of all the crazy that's happening out there. So it just is such an honor for me to be able to share this hour with you guys every night of the week. Eight 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 three, four, four, 1170. I got a question from an old friend of mine, major Trump supporter who called me today, former Marine, by the way, who said our man's in trouble. He's in really deep trouble. And that's my question for you guys tonight. Do you think he's in trouble? We're about 135 days away from the election. How do you see it standing? Because President Trump in many ways is standing alone. As we talked about on last night's show, we need to choose courage over cowardice. And there's far too many cowards in the Republican Party that are are not standing with our president today. That's the question of the day. How do you think? How do you where do you think things stand for President Trump? And do you still support him? 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. I'm on Instagram at Andrea K. Show. And we are streaming live right now on Facebook on the Answer San Diego page. And the man who's keeping it rolling tonight and every night of the week here, regardless of how many times I'm calling something else throughout the show, I'm like a mother. You know, can't keep our kids' names straight. It's my man, it's DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman.
3: Yesterday, I met in this very room. DJ, <laughs> potato skin. DJ, DJ potato skin.
4: I'm just honored to be a vegetable in your in your refrigerator, <laughs> Andrea. To be quite honest.
2: Well, and you know what. Uh um, fried potato skin is about as much of a vegetable as I want to eat. That's why I take my balance in nature and why I lecture y'all. If you're like me and you don't want to be eating cauliflower, take your balance in nature and boost your immune but
4: system. But don't give up on the potato skins.
2: No, no. Don't give up on potato skins. I just don't load mine up with sour cream and chives like people do. I, I don't like the white really? stuff. Yeah, I don't like white stuff. I don't like mayonnaise. I don't discriminate. I'll eat I don't like, yeah. <laughs> um, we got so much to talk about tonight. Let me answer
4: your question real quick. Yeah? I will support president trump to the very end there's no nothing that anybody could say at this point to make me back off i think he has kept almost every one of his promises which most presidents don't do right and but i do think he needs to take a long look in the mirror and really ask himself who can he trust because right now there's a lot of vultures especially in the republican party that want to see him go down so they could put their more establishment candidate up there and he's got to take a handful of people and it's time to hunker down
2: it is and you know that's why i got to give him a little bit of a pass for the fact that he's he's got as a senior advisor his liberal son-in-law because at least you know at least we'd like to think at one point i thought he might be one of the leakers this was a man who faced two opposition parties when he rolled into dc on a very small team and both parties have done everything that they could to destroy him Uh, Every step along the way, including that Paul Ryan, we had both houses of Congress and the White House and we got almost nothing of the people's agenda because when President Trump won, he the American people of Republican, Democrat and independents uh, specifically elected a brash Nasty talking outsider to come in and finally fulfill the promises of both parties who, who lie and lie and lie on the campaign trail. The Republican Party had been lying since Obama took office, actually longer than that, promising they were going to seal the border, promising they were going to do entitlement reform, promising they were going to end this, the uh, refugee programs that were bringing in people here. And they did nothing. They did absolutely nothing. They promised to repeal in a place Obamacare, and they had opportunity after opportunity to do it. They lied to President Trump his first year in office and said, if you just sign this omnibus bill uh, to avoid a shutdown, come September, we'll give you the budget that you want. It was lie, 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 lie. And they knew every step along the way, when, after Jeff Sessions recused himself, they knew the coup attempt that was going down, and they supported the coup attempt for the Mueller administration. And it has been on and on and on for years. This man stands alone.
4: Do you think he's himself. learned his lesson as far as not trusting them. I personally do. What do you think?
2: I think he, I, yeah, absolutely. He knows. I, I I think he's in a tough position. I don't think he, I don't think he trusts anybody around him. And with good reason, there used to be a time in this country. I saw, um, uh, I saw, I remember a speech that Newt Gingrich gave on the fifth anniversary of nine eleven that I witnessed. I, I was in, in attendance for an at American Enterprise Institute. And he said that we rely too much as a government on our Department of Defense, on our military, because it's the only fairly well functioning department and agency we have a- as a country that at that point on the fifth anniversary of nine eleven had not been at least not to our knowledge politicized. you look at now what 's going on. Jerome Corsi was right on last night when he Spinal. said when he said that the plan is to remove Trump by using the military and the twenty fifth amendment and what do we have have today? We have another the Department of Defense is as um Toxic. It has been as infiltrated, but rotted out as with the it been in, as infested with the putrid toxicity of liberalism. The Department of Defense has, as the FBI and the DOJ, Obama did a great job of purging real patriots and leaving those at the top who stink as bad as Jim Comey in the FBI, stink as bad as Clapper and Brennan in the intelligence
4: communities. That's supposed to be Without the one agency question. that's neutral down the middle and then you know can defend this country.
2: And what makes me even more outraged is that they come out like the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff in a cowardly, traitorous, treasonous, weaselous act. Didn't even have the courage to do it live. No, he videotaped himself giving a message to graduates of the National Defense Academy. I think it was apologizing for the fact that he was seen in combat gear on the streets of this country. First of all, I don't want anybody in the U.S. military who is in, in, staying in the military. If you are so weak that you feel and you wear the uniform at whatever rank that you are, if you feel compelled to apologize, for being seen in the uniform anytime, in any place, anywhere, then you should be dishonorably
4: discharged. Do your duty, do because the mission, that and weak. that's it.
2: Because well, it's so weak to apologize for being seen in a uniform. Sure it is. You, what, what what kind of coward are you? You, if, if if China is watching right now or Russia, and this is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs apologizing because he might have offended somebody's feelings being seen on the street, are you kidding me, man? That's so weak. I can't even believe it. Not to mention insubordinate. And then to say it, to come out and say it under the guise of not being political, that you had a problem with it because you want to stay apolitical. And then you go on and accuse the United States of America of being racist and feeding into the division of this country, weighing in on politics. How dare you? And, of course, President Trump's in the position now. He can't fire this man. He can't fire Esper. He's forced to deal with these guys. Who betrayed him and betrayed this nation, by the way, because you should want your military. Don't tell me. And Lindsey Graham issued a statement today in support of this man.
4: He's almost forced to leave him right where he's at, isn't he?
2: Well, he is. But this is you have the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. If you are an American citizen and you care about the security of this country and you care about national defense and you care and you're a Democrat, and you actually bought into Russia and all that that BS that was fed to you, you should be outraged today that the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff went publicly to the world and to future military and spoke in such a manner against the commander-in-chief and weakened our military and our foreign policy position around the world. You should be outraged today And and to think that it was piled on piling on top of Vesper, piling on top of Mattis. This is a really dangerous position that we're in. And and for Lindsey Graham as a Republican to come out and issue a statement of support tells you right there that we all need – if you care about Trump and you support Trump, we need to be speaking up. We need to be on the phone with our Republican Party and saying, you know what, don't you think that you're going to get a dime out of us? You, Lindsey Graham and all the rest of them the other Republicans are pushing against Trump, going to Tulsa, wanting now the backup location to, uh, to be moved to the RNC. The Republican Party is proving exactly what kind of traitors they are, that they're no better than the Democrats. Lindsey Graham is no better now than Mattis or uh, this man. They're traitors to this country.
4: Right now, there's no room to stay silent, Andrea.
2: No, there isn't. And, and they're coming out against the president right now when we have an entire area, a neighborhood of Seattle that has been seized by domestic terrorists. Seized by domestic terrorists. And what was the first thing they did? Right? One of my Facebook friends pointed out, by the way, build up, build a wall. Yeah, it's racist for Trump to want a wall, right? But that's exactly what this Chaz did. Who's Chaz? Oh, Chaz is being celebrated by the New York Times, even the Seattle mayor. Oh, this is this is a homeland for racial justice. Really? A bunch of a bunch of uh, uh, Antifa people that burn down black owned businesses. That's your idea of a community for racial justice. This is insane where we're at. And so President Trump said, look, look, Washington state, you're either going to end this. You're either going to you're either going to get some control over this area or I'm going to do it. But I don't know that he's got support from his own chief of staff and his own military to make it happen. We've got a commander in chief who's been cut off at the knees and doesn't have any support seemingly from the Republican Party. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to pick this up. President Trump did do a press conference today talking about the police uh, situation, his ideas for reform. We're going to talk about that with the with the son of two Detroit cops. Michael Doherty, is going to be here. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. Our friend Tom DeVoccaro. Uh, brilliant attorney and political analyst is going to be here he's got a major announcement to share we've got that and more oh and we've got our today's cancel list who's been canceled today you're gonna you might be shocked when you hear one of the names stay tuned.
0: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K Kay. spelled K A Y E.
4: You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before the break, uh, we were talking about uh, the, the the DOD is clearly as much and uh, as much infiltrated by the deep state as the FBI, and it's absolutely disturbing. Um, we got to get back. Uh, what they should be doing is is be supporting the, the commander in chief, not just because it's the chain of command and that's their job to do so, but because we have an. It's, you look at what's going on in this country. And they don't. They didn't like the image of the military having to get involved with security crises going on in the country. You, we have an an entire area in Seattle that's got a nickname now, Chaz, the um, Capitol Hill autonomous zone that where and, and a domestic terrorist organization seized an area there not only seized it and has taken over complete control of it put up a border is charging fees to local businesses and people to be able to operate there it's like literally there's a sign up that says you've left the usa and you're now into another country the left is celebrating this including the seattle mayor and instead of our military and our republican party and everybody in the trump administration and and in um Pretty much everybody in the country being outraged by that. What's going on is supporting our president. No, they're attacking our president today because, uh, I guess, George Floyd. Right. Well, here to discuss uh, Trump's uh, police reform, as well as uh, the latest in cancel culture and everything going on with that is actually the son of two Detroit cops. He's been on the show before, but I didn't know he was the son of two cops. It's Michael Dougherty. He's the CEO of the Cyber Education Foundation and founder of the Justice Society. He is author of The Devil Inside the Beltway, the shocking expose of the U.S. government surveillance and overreach into cybersecurity, medicine and small business. Hey, Michael, welcome back to the show.
3: Good to be back.
2: How are you? Um, well, I am. I'm far more concerned about this Antifa domestic terrorist movement. These riots in the streets of burning down businesses, um, while police who um, are being falsely accused of every police officer being, you know, a racist who's going around with no goal, no gold for their day except to kill black people. Meanwhile, you know, we see this going on in Seattle. Your thoughts
3: well, I live in the Pacific Northwest, I have to tell you, it's no surprise that this is very Democratic-oriented, because the Democratic Party platform is to gaslight and exploit these people, create... And keep them as victims so that the Democrats all have jobs, as the bureaucrats all have jobs. This is what everyone that works in government wants to. They need to make you think you're the victim, that they're the savior, and that there's an enemy out there. It's always this a triangulation. And that's why this is their constituency. This is who they get to vote. The the hilarious thing about, obviously, is this this quote-unquote country in Seattle is that you know they're going to let them all vote on election (laughs) time. So, you know, I don't know. I think the American public, by and large, is in shock, and I think that we will come out of shock because this this absolutely blows away your sense. I mean, people can say things all day long, but it's hard to believe the complete abdication of, of safety of the public that these leaders have done for political purposes and how they've turned on the police. The irony of them being against labeling and any type of, Ism, and yet now all police are racist. Where, what percentage of them are African American? and How few have been? Right. Have, have I mean? It, it's just it's just insane, and it's there is no logic to it. The, the scary part is is um, not so much the stupidity about the Seattle mayor is 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 the number of people in Seattle that are okay with this. Are they?
2: Crazy. I think they are crazy, and this has absolutely nothing, but at all, to do with George Floyd. I think one of the one of the things that must be shocking. I would hope it would be shocking to the American people. I'm starting to lose a little faith in what percentage of the American people see this for what it is—the political exploitation that this isn't anything at all to do with George Floyd. Just like the shutdowns, the extended shutdowns in the states don't have anything to do with the health crisis. It's all about power. It's all about Democrats exploiting crises so they can usher in their Marxist movement. Um, so you would think that that would be obvious to people, because what is the what is this community in Antifa have to do with George Floyd? Absolutely nothing. Any more than burning down black owned businesses in Minneapolis had anything to do with George Floyd. So um, it, it, but people and, and none of that, by the way, had anything at all to do with President Trump. Let's say burning down businesses or any of that, whatever went down in Minneapolis and whatever you think that that meant or whatever, however justified you think that was, every bit of that was under Democrat control
3: course and the media is under democrat control and they are going to kill any story that does not hold the narrative so they force you into an echo chamber and they kill your audience does that sound familiar facebook twitter hmm. and so this is what goes on and yet remember when they were polling everyone before trump beat clinton everyone was shocked but it became very clear the public was out of this, and when they were pulled, they weren't really talking. And so I think, um, you know, what are you what are you supposed to do? Get out and yell and scream like those people do? We'll see. I mean, we will really see. This is this will this will be calmer in a few weeks, and then I I just can't imagine that Trump isn't going to have a field day because what I mean when you see what everyone has said, look, look at all these politicians with the way they went nuts when Michigan actually went out and protested about restrictions and how now oh no problem Mm -hmm. so who cured covid antifa (laughs) (laughs) so it obviously fine now oh but and it won't be fine again because they're unconscionable and as long as we let them get away with it they'll be unconscionable but this is different than the last time because they were caught off guard. Now they're going to throw another massive temper tantrum. This is what happens with children and temper tantrums. I mean, protesting is fine, but let's not forget that talk is cheap. And it's a lazy man's way of being socially responsible and being against racism. If that's all he's going to do. And all these entitled little white Kids that go home to their million dollar homes and the car that mommy and daddy bought them mm-hmm. are not going to write a check and are not going to, and they go home, they think they're changing the world because they want to unhelp up a sign for two days.
2: Well, but where I am concerned, though, in terms of activism is uh, they supposedly raised BLM, Black Lives Matter, is basically a a front group uh, of money laundering scheme to the Democrat Party. And they uh, supposedly reportedly raised $48 million, of which was funneled through to a Democrat, you know, super PAC. So, you know, and money is power. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to watch any of President Trump's press conference today. Um, You know, he's in a really difficult position. I opened the show by talking about how the chairman of the Joint Chiefs has stabbed him in the back and should be dishonorable discharged if for nothing else, not even just insubordination. But, you know, being so weak in front of the world is to apologize for being seen in a uniform. I mean, if he should have resigned. Oh, my God. Yeah, he should have resigned. It's absolutely de- despicable. So, it's you know, it's
3: honorable to disagree with your leader and not resign.
2: Well, yeah. And it's and it's dishonor, dishonorable to be be in the military and be that weak you know, I'm, I'm just right. ashamed for this man. Uh, but I, so Trump's in a very difficult position. And what everybody wants him to do is do what we see happening all over this country. Kiss the kiss, you know, people's boots, apologize uh, and say, I am so sorry and validate the false narrative that's been going on. And he's refused to do it. What he said today was he said, you know, we, we want to address, you know, issues going on in our minority communities. And the way we're going to do it is a four point plan. I can't remember the fourth one. The first one was the economy. He said we need to provide opportunity for the economy, and we're going to do more even than the opportunity zones. We're going to increase the access to capital. He talked about the medical disparity in the medical community, investing in um, hospitals and infrastructure to help deal with their chronic conditions. The issue I have with that is chronic conditions are often lifestyle related, and you know where is the personal responsibility associated with that? He talked about uh, training the police, um, you know, and really kind of I don't remember what the fourth one was because it really might have had to something to do with education. Um, which, which is true. Um, I, I liked what A. G. Barr said, which is the real threat to our communities is really crime and lawlessness. It's not really the
3: police department. What did you well, think? And let's not forget, let's not forget that Obama gutted the military because everybody that would stand up to him had their head lopped off, and some people knew it was coming and couldn't help themselves. So we don't have those patriots because he purged so many of them, ruined so many top careers, and the media covered it up. And then when you have Obamacare, you know, why aren't they upset that Obamacare's not solved their problem? Yeah. I don't you know. You know why? Because they're kept ignorant as well by MSNBC and yeah. CNN and they're, and the fire hose they drink out of. And it's terrifying. And they are gaslit and they don't know, but it's a Spoiled generation of entitled little kids. And I don't care what their race is. Yes. They come flying out of the womb with a camera on them and a smartphone in their hands. And they have no experience of just getting off the couch and doing it themselves. Nobody is telling and, them
2: that the main, one of the main lessons I was told as a child, I'm the daughter of two Marines. And I was told uh, life isn't fair. There's always going to be somebody that has more than you. That means opportunity, money. There's always going to be somebody that's smarter than you. There's always going to be somebody that's better than you. Um, That's life. Deal with it. Accept it. Make the most of the opportunities that you have and go work your hiney off because you know what? Nobody owes you anything. And this country was not founded on entitlement. It was founded on opportunity. And there's plenty of opportunities for you out there. Maybe not as much as if you've been born a Rockefeller, but stop complaining and get on with your life. And nobody is telling them that. And they don't want to be told that. They want to be told that they deserve to have something given to them. And and we need more leaders with the guts to push back against that because it's absolutely insane. I got a minute left with you, and I want to shift gears because of what you know about overreach and cybersecurity medicine and, and such. And uh DJ Potato Skins sent me a link to Tony Blair in Britain talking about something that I'm sure is going to be coming its way here, which is us having some kind of digital proof that we're uh, medically acceptable enough to roam around society. And that is a really scary proposition for me.
3: Well, it's, it's, look, here we have a disease that they don't even understand, and they're rushing to microchip our medical charts, and it's outrageous, and no way, Jose. Uh, we are not so inept that we need to do that, and we don't even have the proof that it's necessary. But notice who runs to do it. It's about power and control, subservience, and how stupid are you if you still have seen what you've seen with Obamacare helping no one, making insurance carriers richer, making the poor poorer, putting less doctors, longer lines, poorer care, media won't report it, and now you want to get microchipped? (laughs) I mean, it's, you know, essentially that's what you're doing. And it's, you know, at some point, folks, wake up. And uh, if you're going to stay quiet, then you you better vote, and you better vote Republican come November.
2: Yeah. And, and if you aren't sure who you want to vote for, look around at the state that you're in because we still have the Dow dropped 2000 points today. We've got 40 million Americans unemployed. We've got 25 percent of small businesses, small businesses that have been put out of business. We've got large industries that have been destroyed. And the Democrats don't plan on giving up their power anytime soon. And they have been exploiting this to make it worse and worse and worse, to increase the dependency class, to make people as miserable as possible financially. Financially and mentally and emotionally so that they will demand more help from the government and the long game that they're playing, it will kill us ultimately all in the end. So you're right, Michael Doherty. people need to wake up and uh, people need to get your book. The devil inside the beltway, the shocking expose of the U.S. government surveillance and overreach into cybersecurity, medicine and small business. Thank you for being here.
3: Great segue. Thanks so much. Have a good day. (laughs) You too. All right. Good night now.
2: All right. Now, stay tuned. We got our buddy Tom Del Beccaro. Tom D is going to be here. He's got a big, big announcement. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that, especially you peeps here in California, because I think I know what it is.
0: Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody
4: who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Good friend of mine here coming on coming on in a second. He said last week he had a big announcement to make. It's my buddy Tom Del Bacaro. You, what's your announcement? Are you no longer the, the California's
1: most eligible bachelor? Is that what you're calling with your announcement? Uh, no, I. You are funny. In <laughs> in fact, I remain uh, incredibly single. <laughs>
2: Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that tends to happen to people when they're shut in at home and not allowed to go out and date. We may have an interesting yeah. segment for tomorrow night's show, by the way, for our Friday Fun Day segment. So glad to have you back with me. And if this is the first time you're listening to The Andrea K. Show, Tom Debacaro has been on like a million times and he's filled in for me. He's a brilliant attorney, former uh, candidate against Kamala Harris, um, who you resoundedly beat her bad in the, in the debates. He's also the author of many books, including The Divided Era. You see him on Fox and Friends, and his articles are on Fox Nation. I believe it's Fox Nation, as well as his own site, TomD.com, and Political Vanguard. Anyway, what's your big announcement? I'm good, and I'm glad to have you back. What's your big announcement?
1: Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, A week ago or more, I put out, look, I'm supporting the recall of Gavin Newsom, and I'm putting... A big effort towards this, and you can go to Recall Gavin Twenty Twenty dot com and download the petition. I hope your listeners will do this. It'll take you six minutes to get to to help us get him recalled. Just six minutes. Recall Gavin Twenty Twenty dot com. But I realize it's not enough anymore for me just to be an analyst. You know, I was former chairman of the California Republican Party and pushed. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I realized that this is a special moment in time. There was the late 1970s when Rose Bird, uh wouldn't uphold the law and Prop 13 came in. And that, that was a special moment. And, and when we presented an alternative to the Democrats, the voters listened, and the right and Prop 13 came, came along. It was a special moment when Gray Davis, triple the car tax and and lied to us about things and and we recalled him and that was an effort of the people. And this is one of those moments. And so me with Tony Strickland and we're gonna put out a host of people have put up forth an organization called California Revival. And I'm getting back in the game of direct help to candidates, direct help with with ideas to run California, direct help with the recall, direct help to preserve Prop 13. So people can go to com. That's the name of my organization, com, And I'm going to spend a lot of time working for California again to get to bring us back together, to preserve Prop 13, to support the recall of, of Gavin Newsom. And we have 159 days, starting with today, to get signatures, to recall Gavin. I think it's possible. I, I've never seen this much energy since Gray Davis. That's why it's a special moment in time. And I'm ha- I'm hoping to do a drive-by uh, signature thing with you, sure. Ms. Kay. And we – this is – look, if we don't stop this now – I hope I don't have to tell this to your customers, but your listeners. But here's the reality. They are forcing this stuff down your throat because they don't think we're going to push back. They think – You know, this man will shut us down again if he gets the opportunity. Oh, that's that's one of the
2: reasons why this all this suddenly now after all the protests and the riots, suddenly it's all about uh, stoking fears again against coronavirus and the spread. I mean, I've got it up, you know, on the monitors here about uh, threats of coronavirus and all this. Oh, Trump's rally. He's going to you know, it's all now it's it's setting the stage for them to have a second shutdown is what it is.
1: It is. And you know what? we don't need this. We don't need to be ruled. We want a governor. We want someone who works with people, not someone who dictates, dictates to people. So we I started this organization, com. Go there, sign up. Uh, it, it, it came out faster than I wanted to, but here's the reality. We're collecting signatures. We have 159 days. You can go to Recall Gavin2020.com, and and what here's what we're gonna do. I, I'm raising money. You can donate there. I'm raising money towards the recall. I'm raising money to uh, to preserve Prop 13. If if literally they eviscerate Prop 13 by, oh, it's only for commercial property. Well, you know what? Those are the restaurants and the people who feed us and the landlords who, who house these people, and they're going to take that away, and then they're going to come after your house with Prop 13. Yes. That's what they do. And Gavin Newsom has mismanaged us into a $54 billion deficit. He's going to raise taxes. The cities are going to have to raise taxes. The count, They're incompetent. We can't have him governor for a couple of more years and then run for president. So this is our moment in time. We got to stop him. We got to save prop 13 and I'm going to put forth our group, which includes Tony Strickland and others. It's going to be a great group of people. We're going to put forth alternative policies for candidates to support. And we're going to support those candidates. So my big announcement is I'm back in the game. I'm, I'm We're raising money To help California, and at this moment in time, I've never seen this much anger towards a governor except for Gray Davis. This moment in time, we can make a difference. If we let
2: this well, you're right. The, I, the anger right now across the board with Republicans and Democrats, the only people that are supportive of, of the shutdowns are the people that are making more on unemployment than they were when they were working. And that is not a large percentage because the damage that has been done, we're talking about the hairdressers. We're talking about the nail, uh, you yeah. know, manicurists. You. We're talking on top of the fact that we had this Lorena Gonzalez bill to remove independent yeah. contractors, to, pe- to to deny people the right to drive an Uber for an Hour or two a shift. So it's a combination of a lot of things. People are incredibly angry right now because we're talking about the destruction of people's lives. We're talking about people that were doing well now suddenly having to wait in line for the, for, for to get a, a basket of food, you know, at a food pantry now. And, and then on top of it, uh, the outrage over the fact that we still don't have gyms and barbershops and all these other people. We still don't have nail salons Agreed. open. And, and, but, but in the meantime, but and we nail me Israel and people that decided to protest. I don't know if you know who that is. She was called, they said she was an organizer of a protest, and they said that they were going to come and arrest her. But it's okay. You can't protest the shutdowns if you're a hairstylist who's been put out of work. For that, you'll get arrested. But it's okay to protest and and I'll be on the streets of La Mesa and burn down buildings. So it's the combination of things that where people are absolutely energized and angry. And i got to be honest, the Republican Party has not seized in any way at the local, state, or national level seized upon this in the way that they should in fact, it's been the reverse. It's been Kevin Faulkner. Now has decided, Mayor of San Diego's decided to not even weigh in on anything and having to do with shutdowns. No, it's now we are he's going to set up an office of race and equity as though we have that. That's not a problem in San Diego. That is no what the problem we have is we have businesses that are still shut down where people can't operate. And we need to have somebody file a lawsuit against the mask and six-foot distancing requirements. It's not enough, Tom Debacar, to say a business can be open. It, if you're going to have regulations like that that restricted a, a, a business, they, how is a restaurant going to be able, or a hair salon going to be able to, to stay open, or a gym with those kinds of restrictions? Final thoughts.
1: Well, and this is why we started the organization so we have to stand up. So people can go to ca revival dot com, sign up. You'll get you'll get our information. You can help us out with the donation. But I, I'm not going to let this moment in time pass, and that's why we're doing this. Well,
2: time. God bless you for that. I didn't get a chance to ask you about Judge Sullivan, who you know the DOJ comes to him, both sides, prosecutor defense, and say, you know what, we need to drop this. And then his
1: this is this is what the left does. It, they accuse the right of doing what they're doing. It's like Joe Biden, Crazy Joe, saying Trump won't leave the election. They <laughs> haven't accepted the twenty-sixth election, so this is their. This is what they do. This is who they are. It's a travesty. We have to fight back. revival dot com and recall gavin2020.com. Thanks so much. Thanks
2: Tom for being here. appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We got more to talk about. You're not going to believe who got canceled today. You might believe it cuz you know what everybody everybody is subject to being canceled. And that was the, that was my question for you for you guys last night. Somebody was mocking me today that I used the word capitulate. Are you going to capitulate? Are you going to be are you going to be courageous? Hey, does anyone want carrot sticks? Get them out of here. <laughs> Stay tuned. We got more show coming up.
0: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page
4: at Andrea K, Kay.
0: Spelled K-A-Y-E.
4: A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Rolling into Friday. This is our final segment tonight. Hey, guess who's getting into the protest? The uh, police reform uh, game here. Guess who's joining in the Congo line? The It's Congo not DJ Carrot Sticks. No, I'm at No, no, it's a, it's an organization. It's a group.
4: Hit me. I have no idea. Uh,
2: it's it's San Diego Pride. San Diego Pride, which I didn't know was an actual organization. I didn't know it was an organization. Yeah. I didn't know it was an organization, you know, I mean cuz, you know, um I don't know who's behind. I don't even I know what it that means. was a means. movement, not an organization. Yeah, exactly. So now San Diego Pride is demanding police reform. Re- re- reform what? Potato skins. I mean, yeah, you know, I don't understand reform what the costumes that they wear in the pride parade every year because we uh,
4: I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But this is the first time I have heard of either the organization or the movement saying that there needs to be reform within the police department. What, what what's what been done?
2: I, good question. I haven't heard of a thing. If you're in San Diego and you're part of the LBGT pride community and you've been you know, you've got you've got a video somewhere because I haven't seen it. You've been, you have a video in the vault somewhere. Uh, But you know what, if you've got a video in the vault somewhere of you being mistreated, one person being mistreated, because I can tell you, I've been mistreated and harassed by cops before driving while female, oftentimes can get you pulled over. It's oftentimes get you out of a ticket, too. So I ain't complaining about driving while female. (laughs) But this is this is what makes me crazy. With the Republican Party not pushing back, because this is what happens when you don't have any kind of pushback. It's like, oh, you know, well, how else can we maximize this? How else can we get mileage out of the systemic racism? Now it's now it's supposedly systemic anti-LBGT. That's insane.
4: And the sad thing is, Andrea, the longer you wait, then when you finally do decide to push back, it's too late.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, there's many people today saying, you know what? Our culture's gone. We've lost our culture. I've been crying about this since back after Gray Davis was recalled. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Well, you, I'm socially liberal, but fiscally conservative. There's no such thing. I have been complaining about the Republican Party not dealing with the culture forever. Because you know what? It's the social stuff, the domestic policies. It's not just what ends up killing you economically. It's what ends up transforming the nation. And the Republican Party never wanted to talk about it oh they they couldn't ask in question of anything about abortion they didn't talk about anything to have to do with OBGT. they just shied away from it and this is what happens it's it's um like reminds me of that book that bruce bauer wrote while europe slept and he moved there he was a far left uh, gay activist writer who moved to scandinavia after bush won and he was so disgusted he wanted to go to the holy grail of scandinavia because they didn't have the religious right and what he found was that if you, don't, if you don't stand for something, he said, you'll fall for anything and you'll get taken over. And that's what's happened. We have not stood, going back to last night, courage uh, versus cowardice. We have not as a people, as a party, uh, the Republican Party is supposed to be about what our founders were about. It was supposed to be about Judeo-Christian principles and values, individual liberty, individual responsibility, limited government. It wasn't supposed to be about entitlement reform. It wasn't supposed to be Harris Faulkner asking Trump tonight. How are you going to fix this? What the president of the United States is supposed to fix every person's heart? This is bad acts happen from bad people. You know this whole looking for government to solve every problem and every issue in life. When when we as human beings, this is where we why we need. Barr was right today when he talked about restoring moral discipline that it's based upon a religious foundation instead of looking for the government to solve every problem. How about understanding that human beings are flawed? We're sin we're sinners. We all fall short, and there's no government system that's going to wipe away and legislate away every bad act and knock it off, people. Um, but t- t- today's cancel cancel culture. Um, did you hear about the country music group Potato Skins that's changing? Say their that again. Name. There's a country music group that's changing their name because they, they they humiliated themselves with the naming of their group. Did you, did you hear? That I story? did not hear about this. No.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lady Annabella Only one. Oh yeah,
4: I know them. I'm not a fan, but
2: well, I you know, um, I thought they've put out some great music. They're three great looking people, very successful. Um, Very successful. Now they're just so humiliated. Now it's like you got pride trying to compete with the Black Lives Matter movement. They're you know they're hey, don't forget about us here. Now we we got to get in on the complaint routine. Now we've we've got all these virtue signaling people. You just falling over themselves to to just I'm so humiliated. We just we just humiliated ourselves with that name Annabelle. Now. Now we're going to call ourselves Lady A. Lady A. (laughs) Ridiculous. Paw Patrol, the cartoon Paw Patrol survived. They survived the acts. Apparently, it is okay for cops to be portrayed in a cartoon. Um, even though Elmer Fudd can't have a gun. So, I,
4: hey, you know, it's drawing, but I still say if you're going to cancel cops as much as I wouldn't want to cancel paw Paw Patrol, you well, can't have one without the other.
2: Well, right. I mean, w- look at the discrimination going on here in the name of justice. You've got Elmer Fudd. He was denied his Second Amendment rights. There is
4: no Elmer Fudd without a rifle. Right. I'm sorry. But
2: Paw Patrol, no. Paw Patrol is allowed to exist. Don't they have guns? Don't the, don't the, don't I the think Paw so. Patrol? Right. So I don't understand this. Um, on a serious note, um, Nigel Farage, who we love so much, he found out today on Twitter that he had resigned his, his radio host job um, on a network because he dared uh, to say that Black Lives Matter is a far, less mar- far left Marxist movement, which it is. Um, it's not like he called them a racial slur. He stated correctly their political ideology, as well as comparing the rioters to the Taliban. Ted Cruz did today, and let me tell you, if you don't want to be compared to the Taliban, don't act like the Taliban.
4: It's not difficult.
2: It's not difficult. What What are these rioters doing? They're looting. They're tearing down statues and monuments everywhere of, of any historical value. We've got Antifa acting. What if, if that's not domestic terrorism, with them seizing control of an entire community and going around extorting money out of businesses and people, if that's not terrorism, if that's not the Taliban taking, taking a town, what, what are they? So this is this is a really scary time where you are not allowed to speak the truth or you will be punished severely. And instead of Lindsey Graham and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs and others speaking up for people's First Amendment rights, that chairman of the Joint Chiefs, instead of apologizing for being seen in uniform, he should have been working with the commander in chief to think about how we can to be concerned about the domestic terror. You took an oath to fight enemies, both foreign and domestic, chairman of the Joint Chiefs. And we have domestic terrorists on the streets right now in Seattle. And your biggest concern is that you were seen in a uniform.
4: Scary times. And if you're standing, I just want to finally say this. If you're standing up for Trump, stay the courts, stick with them and stand up and let, let your voice be heard. Now more than
2: ever, we've got to have we've got to be courageous because let me tell you. You know, if you're not courageous now, it's only going to get worse down the road. Hey, we're going to be back tomorrow night, Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Love you all. Thanks so much. Thanks to my guests. Thank you, Potato Skins.